Week 11, we're here, and an actual good primetime game potentially on the slate with Bengals-Ravens. We're here with some takeaways, but then diving right into the underdog fantasy board. This is the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour starting now. Welcome back to the Player Profiler Pick and Power Hour. We're your hosts, Ahan Runta, Trevor Tipton, coming off another win this Sunday. Uh, and uh, we got we got kind of cute, uh, and it worked out. Um, a little Jake Ferguson, uh, less than on receiving yards. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys nearly dropped a 50-burger. Uh, Jake Ferguson scored one of those several touchdowns, but 37 receiving yards not on the cards for him. Uh, and uh, we paired that with uh, the rivals feature of the underdog menu, uh, Christian Kirk over Calvin Ridley, something that has quietly been a wagon. I couldn't believe they gave that to us on the board, uh, and we got it. Um, overall, actually, I, I don't know if this is a, if this is biased because it was my best betting slash pick of week of the year, but I thought week 10 was actually pretty entertaining overall. What did you think, Trevor? Yeah, I enjoyed week 10. Uh I feel bad for our listeners. The show is the only place I didn't crush this week. Uh, this was my best betting Sunday so far this year, and I've had some good Sundays, but I murdered this weekend. Um, we got hooked on the show. Um, Laporta ended at four catches. Um, Dalton ended at 51 yards. It was just like, it was just hook central. Um, but uh, takeaways from the weekend imagine if garrett wilson had aaron Rodgers. just imagine he i i genuinely believe he'd be leading the league in targets receptions yards uh if we had a healthy Rodgers this season um he just continues to show his growth his separation um he like <laughs> like he is the anti-George Pickens when it comes to separation. Like, <laughs> like it's pretty, it's pretty amazing how much he gets versus how little Pickens gets. Um, and health and bye weeks matter. Um, you know, the Niners were finally healthy again. Obviously, I'm going to talk about them. I love them. They're my team. But uh, I, what people aren't thinking about is they played three straight teams coming off their bye week, and then we finally got a bye. Right? You give these coaches a week to, you know, sit down and uh, an extra week and these guys, the rest they need. Um, it's interesting. I saw an interview with Kittle this week where he talked about, he's like, man, I really want him to implement the extra uh, bye week. And he's like, and I start hearing more and more players say that, that, hey, give our body the rest. They're like, yeah, sure. There's going to be a few less games on, but people aren't going to not watch uh, versus a giant slate. And frankly, it's a little easier to watch a few less games. Um and you can just see it. it does wonders, right? Health matters to these guys, um, you know. And we have a little, you know, we have some health concerns going into this game tomorrow night. Uh, you know, we we see Ronnie Stanley got listed out. Uh, that's going to come into play for our pick today. Um, you have to be very excited uh, with uh, how the weekend went, especially with uh, some of your boys really stepping up and showing out. Yeah, this was uh, not just a, a good week uh, for me uh, monetarily, but a huge day on Sunday for the Ahan Rungta School of Agendas because Kyler Murray came back and people had their Kyler Murray agendas. I think he reminded everybody that he could still play football and the, the people coming up with the uh, the Deshaun Watson is was just rusty excuses. Well, 
Kyler Murray didn't look all that rusty uh, in leading that win. And I know it's the Falcons and they had their weaknesses, but I, I was impressed with, with Kyler Murray in his first game back. But it's Trey McBride's season in his first game with Kyler Murray absolutely showed out. He, he was the alpha, not Marquise Brown. Um, and Marquise Brown's going to get his because, I mean, they – they acquired him to be part of the system. But Trey McBride was a star. Nine targets, eight receptions, 131 yards. Uh, and it shows you, once again, why you target the elite athletes at tight end. It's why I was very high on Sam Laporta. It's why I think the, the book is still open on Luke Musgrave. Um, and why Trey McBride is here to stay. Um, and my, my favorite story of the season. Remember when Joshua Dobbs was on the Browns roster to start the season one team after another, and he's here with the Vikings, and through two starts, he's looked great. Uh, and it's something that if you've been following me on Twitter, I warned you about, that not just the Vikings having a good core, which we already know that, and if you didn't already realize how great TJ Hawkinson was and how good Jordan Addison were, uh, was um, KJ Osborne was also putting up good numbers and good metrics last year and even though he's been playing hurt a little bit he has contributed to this offense and joshua dobbs without justin jefferson by the way without needing arguably the best wide receiver in football so far two master classes in the two games he's played for the vikings i said when he was acquired by the vikings that once he starts to the rest of the season joshua dobbs is a top 10 fantasy quarterback and i said that and so far, so far, so good. So Joshua Dobbs is here to stay, and uh, it's great for my agenda that uh, Kirk Cousins is is a good quarterback, but he's not necessarily uh, a complete product of his own talent. Um, and and that's all I'll say on this matter. Uh, the Vikings' core is is very very good, and will make a lot of quarterbacks look amazing. So that's all I'll say about that. Yeah, I mean, J you saw JJ's tweeting out, man. I can't wait to get – he's watching Dawes play, and he's like, okay, hey, get me back out on the field. I think I got a guy that can get me the ball. And, um, yeah. you know, like we're – you know, we're sneakily starting to, like, you know, get our record to where we might have a contention. Um, and then, you know, let's – you know, let's follow up and finish up with Monday night. Um, you know, the Bills have the gauntlet coming forward. Um, I'll say it on the show. I said it on Twitter. I don't think the bills make the playoffs. Um, I think firing their OC was a good move just for, we got to do something different. Um, I don't necessarily think he was a, like, he was a, a cog in the wheel of the problem, but, um, I, they needed to do something because they, their next five games are murders row <laughs> of like schedule. So, um, I, you know, I think there's a chance they could even go one and four on that. Uh, you know, most likely they're going to go two and three and then two and three, they don't make the playoffs. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't even have talking about the bills on the show sheet just because I feel like if you let me take the reins of the show to talk about the Buffalo bills, it would go off rails pretty quickly. But uh, you, you can head on Twitter. You can talk to us about James Cook and Gabe Davis. I will gladly um, host some, some conversations about them. Uh, shout out, shout out to James Cook's uh, uh, butterfingers for giving him that 42 yard rush. Hey, dribble drive, baby dribble drive. <laughs> he got a little crossover on that. That was <laughs> shout out Gabe Davis for that first uh, Josh Allen interception. But anyway, chef is in chat as usual. Uh, NFL been abusing the players. Worse yep. and worse. Each other travel short weeks, early and late year buys. Shout out to chef for being in the chat. Uh, don't forget on Fridays, we have the bonus show. If you're listening on podcast version as a podcast, 
On Fridays, we'll be talking about the main slate, the Sunday slate and the Monday slate uh, for the NFL. So head over to YouTube or Facebook. Talk to us in the YouTube comments if you want uh, our main picks. But today's show is about Thursday night football and uh, potentially a good one here. The Bengals, Ravens, lot at stake. Before we get into our picks, let's hear a word from our sponsor. Hey, so many ask me, what's wrong with sports books? Why so many of them fail? The answer is simple. They don't innovate. They're just casino sports books on a phone. That's all they've been. There are a few that are doing a good job. We partner with them. Most of them, not so much. Until Bet Openly came along. Bet Openly said, hey, we're going to innovate. We're going to do something groundbreaking. We're going to have peer to peer betting in all states, and you pay 1%. When you win, you pay just 1% on your winnings. You heard that right. It's 1%. With code Underworld, you qualify for just that 1% transaction fee. On bed openly, it gives you ultimate flexibility to set your own lines and browse lines that others have set. Think about it. That's what betting should be. And now that is the reality. Bedopenly.com. The code is underworld. Check it out. We're back on the player profiler pick and power hour where we are about to dig into the week 11 Thursday night football slate Bengals versus Ravens. And you can tail our picks using promo code underworld upon entry. Let's continue the hot stretch. Uh, you know, we we've gone on, on the show so far this season, we've had uh, a streak where we hit a few uh, Thursday night football collapse. Then you went on a red hot streak. Now I've picked it up a little bit on the Sunday slate. Let, now let's go back to our roots. Let's continue the streak with a winner. Last week we got hooked by one Chuba Hubbard yard. No Bryce Young to deal with in this one. We got Joe Burrow versus Lamar Jackson. Trevor, start us off. Uh, where do you see value in this game? Uh, a few spots. Uh, we kind of went over Baltimore, Cincy, what we like, what we see. Um, and if, in case you just haven't looked that closely, uh, Baltimore is a wagon. Uh, they are for real. Each week they're getting better under the Monken offense. Uh, they get more comfortable. Uh, I'm really interested to see now this week how they unleash this against a Cincy defense that has been below average and fourth worst in the NFL versus a what? What would Trevor love to have a pick them on on this show? A tight end. So uh, this is just a spot, you know, uh, Ahan brought it up earlier. He talked about like, we have the greatest rookie tight end class we've ever seen, right? Laporta, Kincaid, Musgrave, you know, I mean, it's, you know, and then we have second year guys, you know, um, with McBride and, you know, the different players. So we just, you're seeing these big athletic types come. And this is just for me uh, the wrong way. Like, this is just, I, it was so much like I started looking at it going, Hey, am I missing something? Like, are they like, did I get there? Did I not love it? Like, did I miss what, um, you know, what I expected to see? Um, but we're going to go with Mark Andrews here. Why are we going with Mark Andrews? So let's talk about the last three games against the Cincinnati defense. What has different players done? George Kittle had nine receptions. Dalton Kincaid had 10 receptions and everybody and their mother and the kitchen sink and they caught a ball for Houston last week. Like it didn't matter who it was going to CJ was carving them up. Um, the Ravens haven't had to throw as much because the run game has been so good as well. Um, uh, you know, obviously Mitchell's the hot pickup last week, um, but with Staley out, this is a spot uh, we've seen 
elite tight ends completely expose Cincinnati's defense over the middle. And I believe Andrews is going to do that here. Um, First game of the year, it was the second game. He had eight uh, targets with five receptions. I see they just added six and a half targets too. Uh, like that wasn't on uh, an hour ago. So that's interesting. But uh, I think we're going to stick with receptions here. Um, you know, keep in mind, Zay and Andrews have shown they're they're the leaders in the house, right? They're tied for the team lead in air yards, super close in targets. Uh, Andrews definitely gets more red zone targets. Um, he has 13 to 10 compared to Zay. Um, the catch rate is there. And Andrews has exceeded four and a half receptions in nine of his last 12 games against opponents with a winning record. So when they got to play somebody that's good, Lamar knows where to go, right? This, this is a division rival. This is a matchup that matters to both teams, right? This is, we're starting to talk playoff seeds since he needs the win to stay in the wild card hunt. Uh, you know, Baltimore starting to say, Hey, we got a shot at, you know, the number one seed in the AFC, uh, this is a big game in this division and in the conference. So I love Mark Andrews in this spot. I, I just think he goes to him, especially now with Staley out. I think they'll be able to get after Andrews a little bit more uh, without Staley in. Uh, and if they're, you know, going short, quick routes, uh, I love Andrews more than Zay because Zay, they're they're tending to take more in that IU role where they're, you know, they're putting them on 10, 12, 15-yard post routes or wheel routes. Here, they're going to get the ball to Andrews. Use your best guy. And literally, you've had three teams three weeks in a row show what the formula is on where to hit them, and Andrews just lines up perfect with that. Uh, this is also a great spot. If you're thinking about it, uh, I'd even consider a ladder. Yeah, I, uh, I, I really like this look, and I think this is going to be somewhat – I mean, primetime games in general have been ugly. I think the over, mm. or excuse me, the under um, on the Vegas totals on these games have been over a 70% hit rate this season. Um, it could be an ugly game. And in, in a closely contested ugly game, you go to your first read and it's still Mark Andrews, right? Zay, Zay Flowers is is really good. Um, and, you know, the, the pod father is going to, going to salivate over me saying this, but he was clearly the guy the Chargers should have had, uh, not yeah. Quentin Johnston, right? Zay flowers is really the man. Um, but something I was noticing while doing some data diving, uh, last week was that Zay flowers has been more of the guy when Lamar Jackson is under pressure and Mark Andrews has been the guy when he's clean in the pocket, which I found interesting. Um, so, and, and the Bengals, they don't, they don't they don't pressure the quarterback all too often. So I really like Andrews in this spot. I like that you're going with the receptions because you don't have to worry um, about the the production, right? You have you just have to worry PTSD about PTSD after we got hooked on Kincaid, right? Exactly. So um, we're going. I really like that we're going with the receptions here, um, and this this is about as beautiful looking as an en- as as an entry piece you can get, right? A, a star tight end on prime time. Mm-hmm and a higher, right? You're just asking one of the best players on the field to do their job. Well, I'm about to get, make this super ugly. Um, <laughs> this is what I do. And I'm, I'm taking something that will probably be the scariest pick on the board. It's something nobody wants. Go to the Bengals side, run over to Jamar Chase, and I'm taking his less, his lower on receiving yards. Now, hear me out, okay? Pete, nobody likes lowers, right? I mean, I took a Jake Ferguson lower last, last week and got hate in, in the Twitter comments for it. That's Jake Ferguson. It's even scarier to fade Jamar Chase. Uh, but here's the thing. T. Higgins is out. Um, and 
the the instinct should be, well, they're going to make sure they get Jamar Chase the ball 15 times. He's going to have 100 yards, right? It's it's that easy. Just click the higher and it's going to win. Um, it's I, I promise you it's not always that easy, especially on primetime. You look more into why they're hanging this line. The mismatch, and it, it kind of fits in with Chef's uh, question in the comments here about, you know, the game script he's trying to build. Um, and he's asking about Mixon's under on rushing yards. And I'm going to, you know, we're going to address the, the whole game shortly. But the mismatch that Cincinnati can utilize here is that they rank number nine in run block win rate. And Baltimore ranks number 26 in run stop win rate. That's actually a little mismatch here. The Ravens are good at a lot. But one of the things they're not doing is they're allowing uh, people to run the football. Um, and I don't want to really back Joe Mixon because I'm not the guy that goes after a veteran, not great running back on short rest. I'm just not the type of guy to do that, uh, especially when they have healthy backup running backs. But what I will do is I'll say that I think Cincinnati goes by this game by running the football a lot. And it's something that Zach Taylor has done in his entire time as head coach. And sometimes it's annoying how much he runs the football with who he has, but especially with Higgins hurt. I think they run the football a lot. Now, Chase has gone under this line in two of his last four games against Baltimore, and that includes in last year's AFC wildcard game. I guess it was this calendar year, but last season's AFC wildcard game, he only had 84 receiving yards, and that was a, a script where, you know, you have to feed your best player pretty much every snap. Now, this season, Baltimore's coverage is better. They rank number two in uh, in uh, coverage grade by PFF, um, and they're going to send double teams. We know this, especially with T. Higgins out. Uh, and you look at Jamar Chase's receiving yards over the course of his career without T. Higgins. This year, he's had two huge games in the two games that Higgins has been out, 192-124. But those were against completely different matchups, easy matchups. You know, Houston, not the best secondary, especially with their health issues. And Arizona, don't have to explain more how easy they can be to pass the ball on. Right? So you look before that, though, he's had a 65-yard game, 77 26 and then 50 versus Baltimore. So it's not the easiest go. Chase is not going to be super efficient with T. Higgins not there. The the other threats in the offense are Trenton Irwin uh, and Irv Smith. Yeah, I've heard enough. Um, Chase ranks number 82 in ADOT this year, so they're not giving him all the deep routes in the world, and especially if you think that he's going to get you know 8 to 10 catches, so maybe he hits the higher on receptions, and I still think he can go lower on the receiving yards because he's getting a lot of these short routes, these screens where they just have to get him the ball somehow, but that doesn't necessarily translate into a lot of receiving yards. Uh, and the only worry here might be the yak, right? He's a, an elite yak receiver, but Baltimore ranks around middle of the pack in uh, yak allowed, PFF tackling grade, all that stuff. So I think even if Chase gets the volume here, this number is a little too high. Um, and is he probably getting at least 60 and we're going to have to sweat this? Yes, but I think Baltimore is going to make it a priority anybody but chase so i'm taking the lower on receiving yards pivoting away from the public uh i actually really like that play um right if i'm baltimore i'm going to take him out and we know the thing he brought up and, I, and i'll say this for chef I'll, I'll give him a little a little tease because this is on my own personal betting card um is not mixing under but what I love and I think is off is a higher rushing attempts for Mixon in this game. I think 13 and a half is too low uh, with T out. I think they're going to lean on Mixon. And you've seen like the game when Chase was out, Mixon had like 20 rush attempts. 
Um, they're not afraid to go to them. They're not afraid to pound the ball. And they're like, these are smart coaches. It's a short week. They're looking at the same data we are and they're going, how do we beat this team? Right. You have to like try to think like a coach. If I'm a coach, what am I watching? I'm watching George Kittle and Dalton Kincaid and every buddy on the Houston Texans just shred the secondary. So if I'm Baltimore, I'm probably throwing the ball the same way these teams have that have worked well. Uh, vice versa. If I'm watching Baltimore's defense get run on and not be able to stop, and I have what I consider is a very good NFL running back, I'm going to attack that. So I think uh, a little one to help you out, Chef, is, uh, and it'll be on my own personal uh, plays, is uh, mixing over rush attempts. And that ties in with the chase under, right? They're going to go back to chase. They're going to cover chase. He's going to get bracketed. He's going to get double covered. They're going to shadow him. Like, Right. Like just don't let him beat you. Right. If if you go out and you get beat by Irwin and right, like in these guys, then you deserve to lose. Like that's that's just on you. Right. If Irv Smith, Hudson, you know, all those guys do it, then better to you. Like if I'm an NFL defense, that's what I say. Yeah. And I, I'm completely with you on uh I'm completely with you on uh the Joe Mix and stuff that you just said. And it's something right before you know, prime time. Um, you know, it, we drop uh, our 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 slips, and sometimes I forget. Sometimes Trevor forgets, but as often as we remember, we try to sprinkle a few bucks uh, on a little game stack, right? And you can do this on Underdog, where you pick uh, events that are correlated with each, with each other, right? Like a quarterback uh, lower with uh, a wide receiver lower, right? And um, what what I like to do in in is pick a game script and have an entry that fits that game script, so that if I'm completely right about that game script, then I have a good shot of hitting all the picks in that entry. And something that I wanted to put in my game script pack for this game was the Mixon uh, higher on uh, rushing attempts. And the only reason I, I took the chase lower for my more confident play was just I don't they have they have two backup running backs uh, that are healthy, and I just don't want to have a Christian McCaffrey hook like we did uh, against the Giants yep. where we ju we're just off a little bit on how much they get used, right? So I, I, I don't want to make that my most confident pick, but it's going to be in my game script pack, and I, I'm with you on this. Uh, they're going to run the football, so, you know, mix in higher on rushing attempts makes a, a lot of sense, and uh, we'll see what I what I end up pairing it with. But that is our uh, our collab entry. That That's the, the, the entry we're riding and dying with for, for half a unit. Mark Andrews, higher than four and a half receptions, and Jamar Chase, lower than 78 and a half receiving yards for Thursday night football, week 11. Would be a great time to restart a streak with these collabs. Uh, we were very close last week, um, and uh, would be a good start to the week if we can ha get a get a good game for Thursday night football and, and also hit this. Yeah, I'd like a good – I think this is going to be a good game. Uh, I'm excited. It's uh, – I think they're in a good spot. And uh, I'll be, I'm really interested to see how Cincy shows back up here. Trevor, we will see all of the peep, these beautiful people on YouTube and Facebook on Friday for the full slate. But before then, let's hit some picks on Underdog, and we'll see you on Friday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern time for the bonus show. Hey, I want to take a moment to thank you for tuning in. It's important to me that all of our media be free. This is only possible because of you allowing a true independent sports media enterprise to thrive unlike any other in the business. 
So please subscribe to the All In Package to continue to make all of this possible to ensure that all of our stats, information, data, content is available to you, especially you, the people that get the site and get the show.